Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday, the 28th of November. Today, I'm joined by Lacey Smith, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Lacey. How are you doing today? I'm well, Peter. It's good to be back on the podcast. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> this is our second attempt because we lost each other halfway through the first attempt. Um, so here we are, round two. Um, and um, apologies for the voice. I was shouting a lot the weekend in support of England, but that failed. And then yesterday again when I was coaching rugby. But anyway, um, Lacey, what do you have for us uh, from, from today's uh, Watson's Daily? Well, well, the article that I found interesting was can the commuter free sheep survive? Mm-hmm. Um, so my perspective, I'm coming from the perspective of coming from the U.S., kind of a smaller place in the U.S. too. So the idea of having a free newspaper was unheard of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's partially because, I mean, in all honesty, the U.S. is horribly connected for like tube lines and stuff like that. It just doesn't yeah. exist, at least in the West Coast where I'm from. Um, so it would not be really relevant at all, but Mm. even the like standard small local newspaper that used to be available in print, Mm. the print copy was going fairly obsolete because people just didn't want it to want it to be delivered that way anymore. It's so much more convenient to be able to do stuff from your phone, from Mm. your iPad, Mm -hmm. from your computer, just as you're on the go, as you're doing things, instead of pulling out the big newspaper, getting the ink all over your fingers and all that. Yeah. Um, so just the thought of that, knowing that these are going to have to move digital, I feel like, if they're going to become relevant again or remain relevant. Mm. Um, but even there's no way that like they're going to be able to make a profit being free, obviously. I mean, really. And when they go online, they're now competing with all these massive newspapers that are higher quality news. Again, sorry to those who have to write the news for these smaller places mm. No insults that like I didn't mean no. insults in that way, but no. um, just knowing that there's higher quality newspapers available online that mm. you can access super easily. Although the only way they're going to make a profit from it is to undercut what the subscri- subscription prices for those are, mm. and I feel like that's going to be difficult to do, especially considering like right now, Happy um, Cyber Monday, and we're looking at deals right now that are like get the times or something for a pound a month for mm. three months yes mm. obviously they're going to raise that price by like 30 to 50 times more after those three months but mm. it might feel good getting the deal for a bit and again for them to make a profit they're going to have to undercut that and how much profit are they going to be able to make at that point um because i mean they would be taking away the print cost mm. but they're still presumably having to pay their reporters and such yes of course yeah well exactly um so yeah i mean it's it's interesting i thought it's an interesting story because i have you know because i'm an old man i've seen all this stuff um develop over time and you know i i have felt that um i remember that you know when the metro came out that was quite that was quite an amazing thing um people's going wow you know new new free newspaper um and then uh but then i i always thought um that uh say city am for instance um it tended to be um from from my perception whether this is unfair or not i'm not sure but 
um, is that if you read um, the Evening Standard the night before, um, basically the City AM would pretty much have what that what the Evening Standard had, and the Evening Standard used to be um, used to be a paid for newspaper for you know it's been around for many years, um, and you know, it used to have uh, usually old guys standing outside um, a tube station saying standard standards get your standard here you know that sort of thing. And used to pay and stuff, but it doesn't have, you know, obviously it went free uh, apparently in October 2009, and that was that. So there's, the, you know, you, you see all these newspapers kind of folded up and shoved down the back of um, seats on the um, on the undergrounds. And yes, if, if you are, uh, you know, uh, on there for a while and you're feeling bored and in need of um, uh, sort of uh, uh, stimulation, uh, intellectual stimulation, um, and you haven't got anything else, you'll pick one of those up um, and you will have, have a, you know, have a leaf through. But um, I do think that they, that especially after lockdown, um, and all this working from home, um, that actually the number of commuters will have gone down. Um, the frequency of people actually reading these things will have gone down. And so for advertisers, it's not as attractive. And the thing is, if, you, if you're selling something for free, you are actually you know, being, being, uh, being financed by advertising. And if advertising loses interest, you haven't got a business model. So I think that generally speaking, if they want to survive... They're either going to have to, uh, they might have to consolidate um, and then go, uh, but they will at least have to go digital. But I would have thought if it's not, if not now, at some point in the future, they're going to have to consolidate because as you rightly said, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. Um, and, um, you know, this it's, you have to kind of really, especially if you don't have the printed versions, you have to really want to read the city am or the metro or the evening standards i mean i can understand it with the evening standard because i actually i i quite used to quite like the evening standard but i i don't know about the city am and metro i think you have to really want to read them and seek them out and i don't know whether they're yeah i don't you know, think there's pull. i don't think there's much of a market for that outside mm. i mean the whole market that they have right now is the convenience of grabbing it on the go yeah um, if they lose that I don't think anybody's really going to be like, oh, I really miss reading yeah. the City AM kind of thing. I I feel like the best bet for them is something like Apple News, who collaborates mm. and has like lots of different people involved. They have all these mm. different news players involved. And then, I mean, then you're flipping through Apple News and then you just happen to see an interesting heading for an article and you click on it. Yeah, You're looking less at like, what is the newspaper that I'm reading at that point yeah. and more at what is the interesting heading? Yeah, yeah, so, I yeah. mean, they can, they can focus on that. I mean, they can focus on their writing and make sure that their headings are interesting enough to be clickable. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I just don't think that like the Guardian, I feel like people are going to seek out maybe even like you said, maybe the evening standard. Mm -hmm. If it's lucky, might people might seek it out the times mm -hmm. people seek it out. But like, for the most part, is anyone going to be like, oh, man, I missed that Metro one. I need yeah. to download that on my phone right now before I go yeah. to Metro kind of thing. Seems unlikely to me. Yeah. I feel like print copies of things in general have become obsolete. Mm. I mean, personally, the only time I have ever bought a physical copy of a newspaper is because I'm a runner. Um, and if you're a runner, you know that the best way to like soak up water in your shoes is to shove newspaper in your shoes. Um, so, 
but the stupid thing is like in all honesty even in that case for me to shove newspaper in a shoe i still go out and buy something like the ft weekend yeah because it's a really large newspaper so you have more paper and because i might as well buy a high quality newspaper in the meantime because it's something interesting to the to read and again more pages to shove in my shoes Oh, there we go. See, this is where this is where the podcast really comes into its own, right? Sort of like uh, fantastic life hacks, uh, I think. But uh, but you are you are right. I mean, the newspaper really is a very absorb. Uh, uh, you know, is, has the right absorbency and generally the right price for uh, actually. <laughs> um, you know, so, soaking up water and running shoes. But I mean, I do think that. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, so obviously I obviously you know write Watson's Daily. Um, I read these, I read newspapers, uh, you know, I, I love newspapers and um, I think that, you know, some are better than others and obviously everyone's entitled to their own opinion on which, which things they read. Um, but I do, I think over time, you know, I think digital is the way to go because I used to very much be a fan of, I used to read the, the, uh, you know the um the the hard copy as it were of the of the ft every day that's what i had to do for work um and i i i don't know at that point i sort of almost felt like when i was reading something i hadn't properly read it unless i'd read it in the newspaper but i got over myself um and um you know i've been reading it um digitally now for a long time and you know the fact of the matter is it's a lot faster to read and use uh, newspapers digitally because you get less distracted. And I, I certainly find that for um, writing Watson's Daily because I, all of the newspapers that I get, they're all on my iPad and I just read through, uh, read through it all on my iPad and it's way quicker. I do have to say like, I, there is something like satisfying about the way a newspaper is set up. Yeah. Um, and I have to say like back where I'm from, our local newspaper on the iPad version Mm-hmm. had that version basically so you could basically flip through a regular newspaper on your ipad mm-hmm. um and you know how a newspaper says hey go to page this to finish the mm-hmm. article you just click on that page and it would take mm-hmm. you to that page so it was like almost that satisfying newspaper experience yeah still being digital and i'm like maybe maybe something like the evening standard could survive if they did that kind of formatting because it does i mean it does still have a draw you do still that get that there is something about the layout being satisfying yeah. and just like, I mean, obviously it's survived for this long for a reason. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of that is just the way that they've done the digital design of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it is moving. Um, and obviously, you know, prints is expensive um, and they don't have to have that, you know, if they go into digital. So we shall see obviously what happens, but I think if we've, if we assume <coughs> that the number of commuters will have fought, you know, has, has fallen on a, sort of at least on a midterm basis, then um, I think that their days are numbered, unfortunately, but, um, but there we go. Yeah. So anyway, I will move on to talking about um, another story that was out over the weekend um, and I picked some stuff out from, um, you know, the Financial Times in particular um, and uh, and the Daily Telegraph as well. But, um, but the thing is, is that uh, you may have heard that there's been um, a lot of protests and things in China 
Um, it all it's all about um, the frustration and anger that a lot of Chinese are feeling um, about the whole zero COVID lockdown policy that has been um, in place, um, you know, since the since you know since COVID came along. Um, and I think that I, I mean I, I have to say I almost laughed yesterday when I saw a notification on my phone saying, "Is this the?" The beginning of the end of, of uh, President Xi Jinping, because I thought, how is that going to happen? I mean, the guy has put all of his mates in the top jobs. He has control over all the media. Um, he can, you know, you've got this. This is the thing, you know, like with all the super apps and things, he can, I would have thought, just switch it all off. And it will be very difficult for people to um, spread news, to to brief each other on what to do. And, yeah, I mean, I just can't see this being a I think this to me, I suspect this will be a bit of a blip. Um, but I can't I just can't see it, it getting much further because he has such control over the country um, that. I, I just don't think he'll he'll get overthrown or he certainly won't um, be backed into a corner and and um, decide to leave of his own accord. Um, I mean, I, I can I can imagine. So it's also quite interesting to see as well that if you look at the um, I was looking at the um, the markets earlier and um, and there's really hardly changed in terms of you know, Shanghai's hardly changed. And you think, well, how is how is that even possible and and the thing is is that you know it is well known in china that they will buy if you know to they will support the market so i'm i'm thinking although i don't know but i mean i'm thinking that you know there's there's some the government money going in there to support the market to to make sure that there is no panic selling um because you know traders normally you know traders would be selling selling this all, all off but um but yeah, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Um, I agree. I feel like there's so much power already held um, by Xi Jinping that like the likelihood of him losing it. I mean, he's weathered situations, not obviously not like COVID situations, but he's weathered other situations before, like mm. political unrest and stuff. So why would this be the thing mm. that... I guess I'm trying to think of the phrase, but why would this be the thing that stopped it? Why would this be mm. the downfall of everything? I feel like um, things have not been handled well. Obviously, mm. the vaccine that's being used there doesn't have a great efficacy, which is, mm. and they haven't been vaccinating as many people as they need to be. Mm. So to me, it's like maybe start looking at that if you want to keep that power and keep that, um, keep people not happy but not as ticked off i guess because mm. i feel like obviously there's there's a lot of restriction on the media there but people are still going to hear from other people about how good things are obviously mm. i mean we talked earlier about um the like world cup you're gonna see thousands of people all in one space no masks totally mm. full mm. and that could be really upsetting and frustrating for the people that are still stuck in this um kind of zero covid issue mm. but at the same time can kind of loosening up on some restrictions or getting out a little bit of a better vaccine help that situation and make him look a little better and again i feel like there's a thousand ways he could make himself look better really easily and again mm. maintain that power 
I mean, I think he won't want to, you know, ease things straight away because that would imply that he feels threatened and he is easily swayed. Um, I mean, I think believe the rumours are that um, there was going to be a, a relaxation of these measures in March next year anyway. Um, I mean, I I would have thought that, uh, you know, he will have to re- lay out some kind of roadmap to normality. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a, it's very, it's, it's desperately sad. I mean, I, you know, this has not been condescending. I mean, I just really think that, you know, how would you feel if you were, I don't know, working in the Shanghai office of a, of a big company and you phoned the London office or something and said, Hey, how was your weekends? And your colleague says, well, yeah, it was really great. Went to a concert on, you know, at the O2 on, on Saturday and uh, yeah, then went, what went to watch a football match on Sunday and, you know, and, your colleague well did you have to wear masks no we didn't have to wear masks did you have to do a tracking no we didn't have to do tracking you know oh and i've 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 booked in for my you know next booster shot next week you know it must be galling you know if you're you're in the in the shanghai office and you're thinking well why is you know what what's going on here but even then you know what can you do what can you do i mean you can go out and you can protest but ultimately with Xi Jinping in charge, is that really going to get you anywhere? Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think that he's not going to be ousted by this. This is a pain, but he's not going to be forced into doing anything. So, you know, maybe he could bring things forward a bit for the, you know, Chinese New Year that yeah, time. There's, that, there's a, also that time where you have a lot of people traveling all at the same time, going back to their hometowns and things. Maybe he could do something for that. Um, but I don't know. It, he's not going to be forced into anything. Uh, and I'm sure he'll crack down very hard. Yeah, I feel like if I was in that position, I was in his position, I would not necessarily change the timing. If he already said March, maybe stick with March. But mm. from now, have a better framework of like, like I said, hey, we've we are releasing this new type of vaccine and trying to get more people vaccinated so that we can mm. open by March. So it shows that he's kind of still in control. And now he's like, well, I've heard your concerns. So yeah. I'm going to do help you by expanding our vaccination program. So yeah, that yeah. we can still open on my timeline. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. kind of keeps that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that's, um, yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's right. I think that's right. So, so anyway, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll see more about that uh, as time goes on. And who knows? You know, will will ju- journalists, Western journalists, be restricted um, showing this kind of stuff? Because obviously, it doesn't go down very well. Um, but um, but anyway, we shall we shall see. Um, but I I'm imagine you know China will bounce back from this. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I think we'll finish on that note um, for for today. Uh, just to reiterate, this Wednesday, I am doing a um, the final monthly roundup of this year. Uh, going to do that with Jake Shogger, as always. Um, he's going to provide a sprinkle on his um, legal magic dust uh, over the uh, over the proceedings. Um, I'll be doing all the um, you know the business news and financial market stuff, and uh, you know take you through what has been happening over what has been quite an intriguing month. Um, as of course we've had um, the FTX collapse and the weird, with the weirdly um, 
you know, kind of consistent uh, Bitcoin um, at the moment. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be talking about that Wednesday. If you want to uh, go to go to, you know, uh, um, listening to that, uh, please, uh, please use the links on our, we've got on our link tree um, and we'll, we'll be sorting that out. Um, and the other thing as well is that, um, you know, next year, this I know this is going a bit in advance, but um, right at the beginning of next year, I'll be doing a review of 2022 and things to look out for for 2023. So again, watch out. We haven't released details for that yet, um, but watch out for those uh, soon. But anyway, so thank you very much indeed, Lacey, um, for, for today. Thank you very much for your insight. Yeah, thank you, Peter. It was good to be here again. Absolutely. Lovely to have you back again. Um, and uh, we'll say goodbye here. Thank you very much for listeners for listening. And we'll be back soon. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.